Welcome to Power and Pleasure, all things women's health uncensored. I'm your host, Kim Billick. I'm a women's hormone health coach and wound healer. And yes, this podcast is going to be raw and juicy. We are going to be talking about all things women's health uncensored. We'll be talking about periods, hormone health, ways to improve your sex life, pregnancy, miscarriage, and those things going on down there that maybe you're just too embarrassed to ask your doctor, talk to your partner about, or maybe even your girlfriends. Consider this podcast real girl talk, and it's going to leave you knowing more about your body, about your menstrual cycle, your periods, and so much more. Welcome. I'm so excited for this conversation today. I got Dr. Sarah Doyle and how many of you are doing weight loss for your new year's resolution? We're already a few weeks into January and how's that going for you? I know before the holidays, a lot of women were coming to me telling me that they're tired from all the holiday stress and all the things that go on with the holidays and that they want to lose weight. So we are going to have a conversation today around weight loss and having more energy for your perimenopausal years and going into menopause. Because let's face it, our hormones are changing, our bodies are changing, and we get to have conversations around this because I know some doctors are like, it's normal to be tired all the time. It's normal to gain a little weight. But Yes, it's normal for our hormones to change and we can make adjustments to our diet, to our lifestyle, to make ourselves feel good during this time. And with that, I mean, if you're in your 20s or 30s and you're hearing this right now, jump in because there's going to be some amazing, valuable information. So I just want to share a little bit about Dr. Sarah Doyle. She is a doctor of physical therapy, certified in functional medicine. Uh, and she is also an author of a book, 7X Method. And Sarah, if I'm missing anything that you would love to add about your background, please share with the audience. And thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I uh, definitely have a passion for helping women. Uh, that became my niche in my coaching program that I started in 2021, I, uh, as I was studying for my certification in functional medicine, you know, I learned so many different things. I was like, oh, you know, am I going to specialize in endocrinology or, or gut health? Like, you know, as I went through that year and a half program, every chapter, every module was so interesting to me, but my niche found me. I think sometimes life chooses you, right? So I, um, you know, I had some Russian clients and they told me that in Russia, their OBGYNs are also endocrinologists. Imagine that. Imagine if you went to your OBG, right? If you could go to your OBGYN with a problem and instead of being told to just, oh, why don't you just take birth control pills? Like, what if they actually could look at your metabolism and work backwards and see and just actually do a root cause analysis with your endocrinological status? Like, how amazing would that be? So I thought, well, why don't I do that? So that's what happened. I um, Endocrinology is confusing for a lot of doctors. The thyroid's confusing. Hashimoto's is confusing. A lot of primary care doctors, uh, they, they struggle with this. And a lot of rheumatologists uh, struggle too. They're, they're driven by drugs to decrease inflammation, but not really trained in root cause analysis. Uh, my background came from hospital care. I um, 
So physical therapists, if you don't know, they don't just work in outpatient clinics where they do massages and watch you do exercise. Physical therapists can play a number of different roles. They can go into workplaces and do ergonomic assessments and do workplace injury prevention programs. They can go into hospitals and teach people to walk after having open heart surgery or heart transplants or brain injury. Um, there's just a number they can do pelvic floor. A pelvic floor physical therapist is basically like a gynecologist. You're going to get an exam in all areas. So we can do a number of different things. And I felt when I was doing my rotations, I fell in love with the hospital because it was so, um, I guess I was kind of like a thrill seeker. <laughs> um, it was a big adrenaline rush. I would, I would get in the office every day. I would get my list of patients. I would read their MRIs. I would look at their blood work. I would see what tests they were going for. And I would prioritize my day um, according to what was going on with all my people. And my job was to teach people to walk. And sometimes all of just sitting them up would crash their vitals. So my job was to push people uh, into exercise until their vitals would crash and then stop and do breathing and let their vitals recover. So like I, that was like, I did that for like seven or eight years, you know, adrenaline rushes are fun, but when I worked on oncology, yeah, yeah. But when I worked in oncology and I started seeing, and don't get me wrong, there are some really good chemotherapies that save lives, but there's also some chemotherapies that destroy human bodies. And it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a real life changer for me. So that's when I started studying functional medicine. And then when I worked in COVID ICU, every wave of the pandemic that pushed me towards my resignation, you know, the great resignation, big shocker there. Um, but, you know, luckily I'd started studying for the functional medicine, which teaches the root cause analysis. And I eventually became board certified in nutrition also. So that, you know, you can really specialize in helping people manage disease because disease is vitamin and mineral deficiencies and two circadian disruptions. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm listening to your story and I feel like we have a very similar path because I'm an occupational therapist and I worked in the hospital. I got out right before COVID and what's missing in the hospitals. And then we could speak more into the, like the whole diet and stuff, but what's missing so much in the hospitals while people are healing is good, nutritious food. Like the food in the hospital is just horrible. I look at it and I'm like, oh my, I would rather not eat. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. And yeah. so when you speak of mineral deficiencies and even circadian rhythm, but speaking first into the mineral deficiencies and diet and stuff. So when women come to you now and they're struggling with weight loss, what is something that you are seeing that's causing this struggle in the weight loss. You were also talking about thyroid as well. Okay. So that's a lot to unpack. I, first of all, the easiest way to check for thyroid dysfunction is to take your temperature. I tell, okay, so during ovulation, your body temperature is a little higher. Uh, your thyroid has a circadian rhythm. It, your thyroid pumps out T4. Let me back up. So your brain, your pituitary gland pumps out TSH. Your doctors will usually test that. That's thyroid stimulating hormone. That's the brain going thyroid, make thyroid, make thyroid, and your body makes T4. Then that travels on albumin, which is a protein. It's like an Uber. Everything travels on a protein. 
And so it gets in its little Uber albumin and travels to wherever it needs to go. And then in the tissues, it converts to T3, which is the actual usable form. Okay. So two things here. You can have an underactive thyroid where that's not producing enough T4, or you can have a problem converting in the tissues. And that can become because of a iodine deficiency. Uh, if you look at the periodic table of elements, uh, iodine is right. It has it's in the same. It has the same valence electrons as um, I think mercury. I think they're in the same two. This the same column. So if you're eating a lot of fish, uh, pescatarian. A lot of people think being pescatarian is better, uh, but you can end up with depending on your detox genetics, you may not be able to clear the heavy metals from our food. So you could actually be blocking that conversion of T4 to T3 in the tissues because the mercury is clinging to the receptors instead of the iodine. So you there that, that could be happening. And one way to see if you're not converting is to take your temperature uh, three times. I usually say 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m. Set alarms, do it for like three, four days in a row. And if you're consistently below 98 degrees, you have a thyroid issue and you should go get a panel done with your doctor because your thyroid controls your metabolism. So if you're not at 98.6, then there's something wrong. You're slow. There's just like when you have a fever, every degree above 98 degrees, your metabolism is, is working 10% higher rate because you're at a higher temperature. So that's how you can check your thyroid. That's my easiest life hack. Even when you go on thyroid medication, to check if it's, because your, your doctor will want you to come in and out, get blood work, blah, blah, blah. But you know, if you don't feel good, if you don't feel good and you feel tired, take your temperature. If it's That's 96 degrees. Great advice and super simple. Yeah, Everybody has a thermometer at home. Especially uh, if you have kids, I feel like. <laughs> yes, for sure. I actually like to use the ovulation uh, thermometers because they go two digits. So it'll be like 98.67 or you can track the variations a little bit better. Um, so that's for thyroid. One quick question with the ovulation ones, just for the listeners, do you have a specific brand that you recommend? No, I just, yeah, whatever, if I'm, whatever store I'm at, they, they're usually digital and it just has two extra digits. So it just gives you more information. Yeah. Especially if your doctor puts you on thyroid medicine and you want to see, uh, you know, is the dose, they usually, you know, they start low and they want to titrate up. So then that'll help you see if you're getting enough. Okay. That's one thing. Um, I would say the number one issue though is cortisol. Mm -hmm. So a lot too. Yeah. So I always test and a regular doctor, they'll test cortisol in your blood work, but it's, it's, it's useless. Uh, and let me explain why. So your the best way to do it is with a urinalysis, and you have to you have to pee in a cup at the you'll get a test at home and it'll tell you what to do. You usually pee in a cup like four or five times a day, and then you send it off to a lab and they check your cortisol levels because your urine has all the secrets of what has just happened in your body. So it's actually the most accurate. You know, you can see how much cortisol is in your blood, but you won't know what's actually being metabolized. Uh, your cortisol, you have something called a cortisol awakening response, C-A-R. You, you can see it abbreviated. It, your cortisol levels are, okay, so 30 minutes after you wake up, that's when you get your cortisol awakening response. And at that time, 
your cortisol levels are 20 times higher than they are at 9 p.m. So you should see like not much cortisol the minute you wake up, 30 minutes after you wake up, it should be up here. Then, you know, the afternoon, it starts to go, it starts to go down. And then melatonin kicks in from your pineal gland. And so they have their opposite, you know, they're, um, they have an inverse relationship. So what happens is we have dinner parties. We eat dinner late for birthdays. We work so hard during the week that on the weekend, we're like, oh, I just need to be undisciplined. And you stay up past midnight. You're disrupting your circadian rhythm. You're, dis you're disrupting that cortisol curve. You are not eating. Like This used to happen to me in the hospital all the time because I just never ate. And I used to keep like can't like these little honey drops with honey in the middle for when I could feel my blood sugar drop. So when you starve yourself, that triggers, it stresses your body out and it triggers a cortisol release. So that screws up your cortisol curve. Uh, and when I took a cortisol test when I was working COVID ICU, I was literally off the charts. Like the scale didn't even go high enough. Like after lunch, I was stressed out from work because I'm I was constantly in fight or flight. Uh, I was starving. And then I took a test a few months later after I quit, and my cortisol levels were like flatline. No wonder I felt like crap. So you really gotta make sure that you take care of these. And there's herbs you can take. You have to get that test. Like you have to take that test and you have to take it properly. They're not that expensive. I don't know if you can go online and get them from like Everly Well or something. Just look up a urinary cortisol test. If not, uh, I can help you get one. But you have to look at it because when your ovaries retire in menopause, your adrenal glands are supposed to take over for making estrogen. And if you have trashed your body, um, if you've had anorexia, eating disorders, high stress job, and you have a flat line cortisol, What's going to happen is your body, it, your body needs estrogen. Your body needs estrogen for bone density for a million different reasons. Your body's going to deposit a little pooch. That's why you see uh, menopausal women with that that little. No, they're not pregnant. It's just fat. And here's why: because abdominal fat has an enzyme called aromatase, and that will convert testosterone into estrogen that your body needs. But if you take care of your adrenal health during your late 30s, during your 40s, during your 50s and keep tabs on it, then your body will be able to make estrogen the way it's supposed to. And you're not going to get that pooch. That pooch is so hard to get. Like, I think you can do like, what's it called? Like cold laser. I forgot what it's called, but it's really hard to get rid of. Like it's, it's really hard. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And with that, I have two questions. First. So I know a big thing with high cortisol, like you're saying, is stress, you know, not sleeping enough. What foods and diet would you say plays into that? And also, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting for women? Okay. Um, one, first thing, so foods, you want to, so the foods actually ties into the intermittent fasting. So for women... Intermittent fasting, where you're fasting for 16 hours a day on a consistent basis, is actually going to be detrimental long term to your hormones. Because, like I said, your body perceives we're meant to have babies. So, 
you you're we're completely different than men. Yeah, men can do an eight hour feed and they're like, yay, magic. For us, that might actually make you put on weight because you're gonna increase your cortisol because your body's like, um, no, I need to be stable. So um, we're completely different. I tell women that the most do a 14-hour fast, maybe twice a week. There's actually clinical studies where women who fasted until 12 or 1 p.m. had no difference in BMI than women who ate breakfast, and they actually had symptoms of low thyroid, like constipation, hormone problems, more painful periods. So fasting until 1 or 2 p.m. is horrible for women. It screws up our hormones. It's not good for our thyroid. It's not good for our sex hormones. It's yeah. So this is what I usually tell my clients, like try to have your breakfast within an hour of waking up. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, and you know, this ties into metabolism and our metabolic health is also high cortisol, but then you eat late. If you're intermittent fasting, you're not eating till 12, one o'clock, and then you get that blood sugar spike, right? And those blood sugar spikes are hormones, especially for us women, just, it, it doesn't agree and causes more issues. That sure does. The other thing I want to add is having caffeine in the afternoon. So caffeine, uh, it leaves more uh, norepinephrine. Uh, That's why it makes us feel awake and we like it in the morning. That um, that's from the adrenal medulla. So that so we have like our adrenal cortex and we have our adrenal medulla. So that will stimulate more of this neurotransmitter release, which is part of your fight or fight or flight mechanism. I recommend coffee, just do it like one or two cups in the morning and that's it. If you are drinking coffee in the afternoon, you're also messing with your adrenal glands. And, uh, you know, I mean, hey, if you're in a jam and you really need to, you really need it, okay, fine. But don't do it every day. That's that's rough on your adrenal health. And that'll, that'll show up on your... Um, your diurnal cortisol test. If you're if you're drinking coffee in the afternoon, it'll spike your cortisol when you don't want to. Yeah, thank you for that. So what I'm what I also would love to hear and like for you to share with the guests listening today is, so I'm 49. We'll just say I got this little pooch on the bottom. What are some lifestyle changes that you give for your clients, or even you know you're just feeling tired all the time. Uh, there's, you could sleep 12 hours and I still feel exhausted. What are, you know, and you could talk into the diet as well, but like, what is something that you would give for this woman that's coming in? Okay. So if somebody's sleeping 12 hours and constantly tired, that would be a red flag for some kind of autoimmune issue. That's where I would, um, that's what I would think. So, uh, a lot of things are low level and may not be picked up by a primary care doctor. Our food system has been adulterated by these pesticides. So you've really got to make sure you source pesticide-free fruits and vegetables and avoid, I mean, it goes without saying avoid processed foods, but you know, if you get to eat rice, but make sure it's pesticide-free. You know, eat potatoes, but make sure they're pesticide free. You know, soak soak all your produce, and you can do like apple cider vinegar and ba- baking soda to get everything off. But these um these pesticides, a lot of them are banned in other countries, mm-hmm. and our body treats them as they're xenoestrogens, which means like they're like weird estrogens that our body doesn't really know what to do with. 
And they're also neurotoxins. You know, we have skyrocketing levels of Alzheimer's, which is super scary. Uh, so I even read a study that said there was an increase in stillborn deaths from fruits and vegetables, not from the fruits and vegetables, but from the actual pesticides. Wow. It's, yeah, it's nuts. Um, toxins like fake nails, those phthalates. So our nails are porous. And the toxins, those are phthalates. Those also, I read a study that women who have acrylic nails, their babies will have an average of seven point lower IQ. Wow. I never. That, yeah. Yeah. Those pretty nails. So that's literally the difference between your kid being in the smart reading group and the dumb reading group. It's, you know, it's our society. So get rid of plastics, avoid all the neurotoxins that are in our pesticides, uh, our beauty products. A lot of our beauty products try to go, um, you know, you've got to spend more money, but, you know, it's worth it. I mean, trust me, I worked in oncology, like chemo will bankrupt millionaires. Yeah. Okay. Shopping at Whole Foods is expensive. Uh, there is another grocery store across the street from me, but there's not a very good selection of organic produce. So I order it and have it delivered. Because I know that my body doesn't clear toxic estrogens. If you've ever done a genetic test with um, 23andMe, you can get the um, raw data file from them. They made it harder now since they got hacked, but you can still get it. And then there's this website that's donation-based. It's called geneticgenie.org or geneticsgenie.org. I know, look it up. But you can input your raw data file and they will give you uh, your methylation status and your detox uh, profile. And then there's links to all the, the SNPs, the single nucleotide polymorphisms. So you can look at your, everybody's got genes that are imperfect. So you mm -hmm. can look at your genes and see where they hamper you. So uh, a lot of times if a woman has a SNP on the methyltransferase gene, this is COMT, she will have difficulty metabolizing estrogens in general. And then if you layer on all the pesticides in food, all the phthalates and plastics in water bottles, um, in like Glade fresheners, Febreze, uh, all this, yeah, all the cleaning so, products. Yeah, I know. Our Throw that out. <laughs> yeah, our skin is our biggest organ. So Get a shower filter that will filter out the chlorine and the fluoride and make sure that your lotion, like I use coconut oil because if you can't eat it, you probably shouldn't be putting it on your skin. So if you're one of these women who doesn't have very good detox genetics, so this genetics genie, it'll look at, um, there's another one, SOD, your superoxide dismutase. It'll look at your vitamin D. If you don't make enough, you may, you can be in the sun and, you know, get all browned up, but still not have enough vitamin D if you have a SNP on that vitamin D thing. So I, I encourage people to, I, I mean, I have a test that if you don't have 23andMe, my, um, my clinic here in Miami Beach, healwellmiamibeach.com, you can look, I, I do have a DNA test that's, it's with a, it's a, with a medical lab. So it's, it's secure. It's not going to be hacked. It's like HIPAA secure, super private, right? So I do have a test that will screen for that. If you don't have 23andMe, I can help you with that. But I do encourage people to look at their genetics because I found out that I do not, I have really bad detox genes. So I stopped drinking alcohol and I feel so much better. 
I can't, I just can't process it anymore. I looked at some other genetics and I found out I don't make vitamin D. So that predisposes me to osteoporosis. So now I'm taking a vitamin D supplement, you know, know your genetics and know that if you have trouble with detoxing, you have to be extra careful and slowly, I'm not telling you to throw out everything under your kitchen sink today, but when you go shopping next time, get rid of Tide. You get something that's plant-based, you know, get rid of the, the Dawn dish soap. Holy crap. Like, you know, like these things are so strong. They use them in oil spills to clean oil off ducts. Like, do you really need that in your house? Probably not. You know, just slowly start with... Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say something as simple as like stop drinking tap water. I posted something on Instagram the other day and a girl, someone responded, was like, why not drink tap water? And I was like, there's so many chemicals. And look at your face. But there's so many chemicals in it, you know, that are these endocrine, endocrine disruptors. I'm stumbling on my words that, you know, Dr. Sarah is talking about. And that's such a simple thing. And then, of course, you know, don't go run to the store and buy the water in a plastic bottle because that's absorbing more plastic plastic as well. But, you know, get yourself a good filter. I have a Berkey. Um, I like that one. I know it's a little bit more expensive, but, you know, start with even something a little cheaper, you know. Yeah, but that's- clearly, clearly filtered there. They will get out the fluoride and the chlorine and they're a little bit cheaper. If you go on Amazon, um, the shower that's called Sprite, like the soda, mm-hmm. you can look up a Sprite that it's like, I don't know, it's under 50 bucks with the filters and it gets out the chlorine and the fluoride. And plus your hair will be softer. Your skin will be softer. Your skin will be clearer. Uh, you know, it's not just what's in you because you get your municipality report. You see what's in the water. But what about the pipes? Like all these built my my apartment was built in the 70s. Do you know how much buildup of I don't even want to know what the pipes look like. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I love when people give examples and I mean, you're a professional and you did all this testing, the DNA and, you know, you're, you're practicing what you preach, which I think is absolutely amazing. But one of the things you were talking about is that you stop drinking alcohol and you feel so much better. And this is a big thing I hear from women, you know, in their forties, you know, they're like, I used to be able to drink a whole bottle of wine and I felt great. And now I drink a glass and I feel horrible. So, uh, what is it in alcohol that affects women and their hormones? And would you say this is a big thing to try eliminate or at least reduce if, you know, you're having these symptoms of feeling tired, if you can't lose that weight? Okay. So alcohol is estrogenic. Estrogen creates growth. Estrogen there's toxic, there's many different estrogens. There's E1, E2, and E3. So E1, estrone, there are toxic metabolites like 4-hydroxy estrone, and that can, can be carcinogenic. And then there's 16-hydroxy estrone, and that is associated with obesity, thyroid dysfunction, and inflammatory diseases. So if you're going to drink alcohol before you go to bed, Pick a binder like some activated charcoal so that it'll pull it out of your bloodstream. And then the next day, I would take some DIM, diendolomethane, D-I-M. It's uh, derived from broccoli. It's it's from, so like those foods that smell bad, they have a, they have a chemical called indole-3-carbonyl. And diendolomethane is just metabolized indole-3-carbonyl. So you can take 
You can eat sulfuric foods. You can take indole-3-carbinol. But if your body, your body has to convert that, and that uses vitamins and minerals into diendolomethane to help with the um, phase two liver metabolism. So uh, if you must drink, take a binder and then take some DIM the next day to get the toxic estrogens out of your body. Now, um, if you take DIM uh, or if you eat estrogenic foods like hummus, like you can Google a list, like carb, chickpeas are very estrogenic, uh, edamame. If you eat foods like that and then you take DIM, your pee might be like a little bit, um, it's a different color. It's almost like orange. Mm-hmm. As it detoxes the estrogens, that means it's working. So don't freak out. But that's what I would say. It's a alcohol is a toxic estrogen. Great explanation. And with that, I know there's ladies that are reaching for that glass of wine at night. So you know, tying this back into the cortisol at the beginning, right? So uh, you know, I think they say you're, if you're wired and tired at the end of the night and you have to reach for that glass of wine at the end of the night, just to unwind, what suggestions do you give to women for that? Okay. So I talk about this in my coaching program. That's actually a misnomer. So the alcohol will bind to your GABA receptors in your brain. That's why you feel relaxed. So if you can find something that is a substitute for that, that'll stimulate GABA, there is, um, I use a, a, a brand called Designs for Health. Designs for Health has a liposomal GABA L-theanine blend that you just do under your tongue and it gets absorbed in your bloodstream without having to go through your liver. So it, it's, um, it's, yeah, I don't remember. It's not even like, it's not even like 50 bucks a month. So it's a lot cheaper than wine. Um, but um, so what happens with wine is there's calories and there's sugar. So that's going to keep your pancreas awake and your pancreas is going to have to keep pushing out insulin. So the circadian rhythm of your pancreas, it wants to chill out around 9 PM. And that's when your pineal gland wants to turn on the melatonin. But if you're drinking wine, that's postponing your melatonin release and it's keeping your pancreas up because it has, okay. So insulin is like a key that unlocks the cell for sugar to go into the cell, right? So you're disrupting that pain that the, your pancreas's natural rhythm. And then the other thing about wine, red wine, champagne is worse. Then comes red wine, then comes white wine when it comes to histamine levels. Mm. So histamine, when I do the urinalysis of brain chemistry in my coaching program, histamine is one of those things that's tested because Histamine is a neuromodulator and it's a stimulant. That is, so you're actually, yeah, the, the alcohol is binding to GABA and making you feel relaxed, but it's disrupting that rhythm because you're actually putting more histamine in your, in your brain. And then maybe that's why you're waking up at two or three in the morning because the alcohol wears off, it gets processed, and then your histamines there are stimulating your neurotransmitters. Uh, it's like when you take Benadryl, old school Benadryl, you feel drowsy because it's an antihistamine. Yeah. Yes. See, and I I love like having these conversations because I know so many women are doing it. So something I just suggest, like if you do feel like you're kind of up here and you're trying to go to sleep, like <clears throat> read a book you like, take a nice hot bath, like find something, try not to watch TV. That blue light could keep you up. Uh, if you have a meditation practice, so just really trying to find something to bring you from here, here yeah. that actually, you know, relaxes you 
Yes. So I'm not, I'm pitching all these products. I should have like affiliation, um, but I don't, I'm not making it. So I, um, in my clinic, I have um, a software called New Calm, N-U-C-A-L-M.com. They have a $29.99 a month sleep suite. And it has, you can, it mean, it, it stimulates, it uses binaural beats and um, they also have like a little disc that goes on your pericardial five. You go three fingers, you know, you have these ligaments, you go three fingers in and you put this little neuroprocessing signaling disc. I use this when I was going through a lot of stress and I was having insomnia. They have a sleep suite. They have like a 20 minute power nap. If you're tired during the afternoon and you have something you need to do, uh, it'll take you through your seven chakras and it's amazing. Um, Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So they, this company is actually has research to back it up. It's not just like clicking on some free thing on YouTube that says it's binaural beats. No, this company, they have a whole suite where they actually, they provide their product to the Department of Defense. So they have like a focus setting. So sometimes if I wake up and I, I just feel like crap and I know that I have a meeting and I have to be on point. I'll use their focus setting and it'll stimulate, it works to stimulate your brain waves to get you on point. So I, I love that product. I use that to biohack my brain in a pinch and you can leave it on all night. Like I had a really bad breakup this year and I couldn't stay asleep for more than like an hour at a time. And that new calm worked amazing for me. I, I, I finally could get like a full night's sleep. So that's definitely something that I would recommend. I'm going to check that out. That that sounds great. Super affordable. Yeah. $29.99. That's, that's nothing. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I think this will totally wrap up the whole conversation all nicely. I would love for you to share about your book, 7X Method. Awesome. Um, I think okay. there's a lot of great gems in there for the listeners to learn about. This completely changed my life. So long story short, um, I needed some dental work done. I had amalgam fillings. I know the mercury was poisoning me, but biological dentists in Southeast Florida, like I could have bought a Mercedes for what they were wanting to charge me. So I did my research. I went to Central America and I knew before I planned that trip, like I, God was talking to me that he knew he, I was like, I have to take this trip. He's going to reveal something to me. Like I knew there was a bigger purpose. So crazy when you tune in to the higher being. I was introduced to this healer. He was working with people and just doing basic diet timed eating protocols. He was uh, working with, there's a quantic medicine program of doctors where they're using food as medicine to take away diseases. And it all goes around the sun and the moon. Okay. I didn't, I sat there for like three days learning chapter one of the first book. And there's like 12 books of all this quantum physics. It's insane. But what I got and what I have permission for is to reproduce the timed eating protocols. So there's no such thing as calories. There's no such thing as macros. It has everything to do with your main circadian rhythm where you wake up every day. And somehow they figured out the circadian rhythms of all your organs and systems. So in our country, I looked up as much research as I can. It's a really new field, circadian science. Uh, the 2017 Nobel Prize for Medicine went to three people who discovered a clock gene in our peripheral. So, so not only do we have our main circadian rhythm in our brain, but all our organs and systems have circadian rhythms. 
Um, our research hasn't figured out which organs, blah, 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 blah. But the Central American doctors have. So number one, if you're taking notes, the purple group, that's between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. Purple group contains foods that have a pulsating energy. This includes coffee, black tea, green tea, nuts, seeds, chocolate. You know what I had for breakfast today? I had some espresso with some homemade pecan milk and like half of a dark chocolate bar. It was awesome. Okay. That's so amazing. That, <laughs> yeah, that nourishes our pituitary gland and our um, pineal gland, which makes sense because our pineal gland was pumping out melatonin all night long. Uh, it gets off its work shift. It wants to eat. So we give it foods that with that specific frequency, all foods have energetic frequency and it largely to, like correlates with their color. So berries are also in that group. Next group, blue group from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. These are all water bearing fruits and this mainly nourishes your thyroid. So remember I said your thyroid has a circadian rhythm. It rests between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. So it gets off its shift and it wants to eat and then rest. The next group is the green group. It is uh, kinetic energy. This is all green foods, leafy vegetables, even like kiwis and green apples you can throw in here. Uh, this is a great time of day to have uh, one of those powdered green drinks that put a bunch of nutrients like the chlorella and all that stuff. Uh, I often recommend to do this. And uh, if you need more food, it's a great time to have a salad with some protein. Because the next group is the red group from 1 to 3 p.m., this nourishes our adrenal glands, our heart, our muscles, and this is our this is when you want to eat red meat. Red meat doesn't cause colon cancer if you eat it at the right time of day when the sun is highest in the sky. If you eat red meat at 9 p.m., yeah, that's that's bad for your colon. But at this time of day, that's when your body can assimilate it. That's when your heart can utilize it. That's when your adrenal glands can get nourishment from it. The next group is the yellow group. That's from 3 to 5 p.m. And these are non-green vegetables like our sweet potatoes, our carrots, our squashes. Um, this is when you can eat lectins. I know like Dr. Gundry's like, oh, lectins are going to kill you. Well, they're not. They have, they have vitamins and minerals that are, are good for our, our RNA regeneration. Uh, this is when you can have your tomatoes. This is when you have your eggplants. Um, uh, like green beans, anything that grows on vines, uh, turmeric, ginger, you can just grab a V8 juice. Uh, so that's our yellow group. Then the next group is the orange group. This is from 5 to 6 p.m. And these are foods that are nourish your digestive system, your pancreas, your, your colon, your stomach. So these foods actually will produce short-chain fatty acids like acetate, propionate, butyrate, which nourish your colon. And these foods include you know, chickpeas, hummus. Um, this is when you want to eat your beans. Uh, if you don't like those foods, alternatively, you can have an herbal tea. Herbal tea meaning not black tea or green tea with caffeine because that's purple group, but something like chamomile or hibiscus or jasmine. I mean, the choices are endless. Then the last group of the day is our white food groups. That's from 6 to 7 p.m. And these are our comfort foods. They nourish our bones and our nervous system. You know, this is when we should be eating our baked potatoes, our rice. And this was the hardest thing for me to think. Because I, I, I was like, aren't I going to get fat if I eat carbs at night? No, no. That's where my mind went. 
Uh, yeah. So when I was meeting with this guy in Central America, I was like, wow, I always ate salads for dinner because I was afraid of getting fat. And he's like, I bet you have trouble falling asleep at night. And I was like, yeah, I can't I, I can't fall asleep before midnight unless I like have a fever. He's like, no, that's the green group. That's kinetic energy. So if you follow this eating program, you won't need coffee during the day. It'll realign your metabolic endocrinology because it uses electric charge of food. And that electric, that specific electric charge nourishes specific organs and systems. So you can, most people, I have a seven day reset and I am, I'm partnering with a, a juice company to do local deliveries in Southeast Florida. We're starting local and then going national within the month. Um, otherwise, uh, my book, I don't know, you can see it up there. It's in paperback. Um, I have, I have it in Kindle and I really like it in Kindle because there's colored pictures. Um, I love I, I did. I made up. There's a hundred pages of recipes to help people follow it. The first like hundred pages or so is about theory. The second chunk is there's a seven day reset, and I do a personality quiz to figure out which one you're going to be more compliant with. Like people have different personalities, and you know people are likely to choose one or two paths, right? So I have that in there, and then the last hundred pages is all recipes to help you stay on track. Um, the Kindle is, it's $11. I, I literally make like less than $2 off of every copy sold. I wrote this not to make money. I wrote this to change people, help them stay out of hospitals, use food as medicine. I want to start a movement where we nourish ourselves. Every time you eat, you have a choice. It's either medicine or poison. So learn how to use medicine. Food is medicine. God gave us everything. Ugh. Love that. God gave us everything. Food is medicine. And I think from our standard Western medicine, uh, Dr. Sarah and I were talking about this before we even jumped on, like, it's just so easy always to push pharmaceutical medication. But like, as Sarah just said, God put everything on this earth for us. And what did our ancestors use? They weren't using all this pharmaceutical stuff, right? So, wow, this book sounds amazing. Uh, I get to get a copy of it as well. And as I was listening to you talking about it, uh, I'm not an Ayurvedic practitioner, but I have studied some of it through my yoga training. And that's mm. what it kind of reminded me of. And I think about it, it goes back to the ancient cultures, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, why is Ayurvedic medicine been around for 5,000 years? Because it works. Why is yeah. Is ac yeah, why has acupuncture been around with all those energetic meridians for I think 3,500 years? Because it works. Yes, yes. And yeah. I actually do have an episode last week on Ayurvedic medicine. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, take some of Sarah's information, take some of the information from the last episode. Um, your gut's going to be feeling good in no time and you're going to lose that weight and have energy. Dr. Sarah, where can the listeners find you? Okay. So my Instagram, I don't post a lot. I'm actually just hiring somebody to do a little bit more, but it is at 7xmethod, the number 7xmethod. And I'll be posting updates about the juice cleanse that we're doing uh, I've got a really, I, I partnered with a local guy here in Miami beach and the price he gave me is like really low for what we're getting. And he said, he's like, well, you can raise prices if you want, but I really want wellness to be affordable for everybody. And I was mm -hmm. like, me too. That. Yeah. So, um, stay tuned for that. I, um, I'll mention, I, I also did do an audible. So 
Uh, disclaimer, when you do Audible, you have to read every single thing, every chart, all the recipes. So I think it says three and a half hours. You can probably get through just the book part in about an hour, hour and a half. I I, I don't think anybody really wants to listen to recipes, but <laughs> the rules of Audible, like I had to read verbatim. So it's on Audible for people who want to catch something while they're driving. Uh, it's distributed by Simon and Schuster. So anywhere books are sold, like Barnes and Noble, Amazon, whatever. Um, I just really wanted to get that message out. I feel like God charged me with that mission to help people heal yourself, like take charge of your life, heal yourself. You will feel so much more energetic. Your sleep is going to be improved. A lot of my food sensitivities went away. And if you read some of the testimonials, like one of my clients, she was um, going to a, a chiropractor for carpal tunnel in both hands. She's like, I don't need to go to the chiropractor. It took away that. Uh, it took away like psoriasis, um, weird skin infections. Like these are all things that our liver is pissed off. So um, it's a great way to try to detox yourself and it'll help your hormones. And then if you need, if you do the 7X method for a few months and you still feel like something's off because you know your body, women know we're pretty much in tune, right? So if you still feel like something's off, they can find me on my coaching programs. It's drsarahdoyle.com, D-R-S-A-R-A-H-D-O-Y-L-E.com. And then if you're in Miami Beach area, I have a brick and mortar clinic inside the Carillon Miami Wellness Resort. That is at healwellmiamibeach.com, H-E-A-L-W-E-L-L, miamibeach.com. All of my clients get uh, a complimentary day pass to the spa, which is pretty cool. Um, they were just ranked 17th in the country by Condé Nast Traveler and like no other spa in Florida even made the list. So it's a nice little bonus. If you have, you want to get a little a spa day in with your treatments, I do do the hormone testing there too. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. Uh, you're a bright light and I just love that you're sharing your message with the world. Uh, thank you so much for being my guest today and sharing all your knowledge. I even learned a few things. I think I'm going to do the DNA testing. <laughs> it was uh, awesome. I, I like to be curious and just see, actually, I'm on the start of a colon cleanse right now. <clears throat> I'm doing a seven day Good. water fast. We'll see how that's going to go, but I do have history. I know that's not something I'd recommend to do all the time. It's the first time I'm doing it, but I do have a big history of colon cancer in my family. So being, you know, proactive and I'm going to try this. So to do the DNA testing and just see what else I, I get to look at. Right. It's real biohacking. You know, the thing is there's so many people on Instagram, like Dave Asprey has zero certifications in healthcare, like nothing. He just has good marketing and he reads a bunch of stuff and pedals. And then who's the other guy, Gary Brecka. He's got like a bachelor's in biology and it shows his whole 10X method. Like it just grinds my gears. There's so much like people don't like they go to their doctor, they, the doctor doesn't know anything about nutrition. Then they go to Instagram. They're like, well, this guy says this, this guy says this, that guy says this, like oh, all this biohacking. There's, I, I go to biohacking conferences and I'm just like, oh. if you want real biohacking, look at your DNA and then bypass the issues. You can, you can hack yourself using vitamins, minerals, and herbs. Yeah. Yeah. Going back, going back to the natural, simple stuff. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, so thank you again for being here. I will leave all of Sarah's information in the show notes. Be sure to check her out and I will see you all next week. Bye.